Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello and welcome back. I have my full voice and I am the great and powerful mystery. <laughs> and I am the uh I'm the grateful today, Jay. Oh, how nice. Yeah. And together we are cryptids of the corn podcast. Very cryptid. And very corn. Yes. Welcome to the Paranormal Husk Studios. Ooh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had corn this weekend for dinner. Yeah, I think pretty much everybody in this country probably did. You think so? Past Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy things, late Thanksgiving. Yeah. We would have recorded an episode that said happy Thanksgiving if I wasn't dying. We were both dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into today's episode topic, let's go over some front of the house stuff. We're better. I We're moving on to the digital age. I actually have a digital script now. Upgrades. Yeah. Uh, so I doubt Tony Merkel listens to our show, but Tony, I got this idea from you using your iPad because he uses his iPad for his like stuff that he reads ah. so hi I use, tony i use my iphone 6s to uh <laughs> we got to mail that to him whenever you're done with it i don't think I can part ways with it uh but first off facebook uh we are always on there we do our uh, tuesday morning live cryptids with co- cryptids in coffee yeah and then we also do evening stuff that's less scheduled than cryptids and coffee but we do pop on there uh, me and emily were on there i think sunday night we were there together just hanging out with everybody um, Instagram, uh, we're getting more and more active. Emily normally runs the Instagram. I'm getting on there a little bit more now. Ooh. Uh, mainly because we had a lot of people messaging us on Instagram. So you had to respond. Yeah. It's just easier than Emily trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, please leave us a five-star review on any of your listening platforms. And if you leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple podcast, we'll read it on the show. It's got to be a five-star and a comment. Should we read them all? Yes. Are you sure about that? Yes, because I love them all. All of them? Yeah. Okay. They're funny. They are funny. I said five-star reviews. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I ain't give nobody else anything. Right. All the five-star reviews. And we'll read them at the end of the show. Uh, we'll read all the ones we got up. Okay. And then Patreon. So we have a bunch of Patreon members now. Thank you, guys. We appreciate yeah, each we one do. of you. Very grateful. Very appreciative. We're going to do a Patreon shout-out here in a second. But before that, so we have three tiers. The basic tier is, I don't even remember what we called them anymore. Like, there's the Frogman, there's the Bigfoot, and then there's the Sky Man Array. Yeah. Uh, so the, your, your first level will get you into just the four bonus episodes a month, plus some other little bonuses we throw here and there. Mm-hmm. 
We pop in every now and then with an extra little bonus. Uh, the five dollar tier and the ten dollar tier get you access to like the the Discord. We do movie nights and trivia nights, plus all the bonus episodes. And then after January first, there's going to be more upgrades to those tiers. Upgrades. Yes. Uh, so if you want to get on those upgrades, it's going to include like mini figurines, stickers, and T-shirts. Unique T-shirts. Unique T-shirts. No T-shirts you cannot find anywhere else. Correct. Uh, so if you want to get on there, get on there before January first. You can always get on after too, and it just resets the calendar basically. Uh, if you're on there before January first, you'll be in this first round of basically handouts for the Patreon stuff. Heck yeah! All right. Now we're going to do our Patreon shout-outs. Are you ready, Jay? Yes, I will read them off. Yes. I can get everybody's first name, and I'm pretty proud of that. Ooh, I hope I can get their last names. I hope. We'll find out. All right, so we're just going to read off the top of the list. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Andy Arruda. Hi, Andy. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Young. Hi, Michael. Thank you. Thank you to Nathaniel Esau. Hi, Nathaniel. Thank you. I hope I said your name right. A huge big thank you to Rachel Nightingale and Sean Havenga. Man, you just, why'd you give them a huge big shout out? Because they helped us. They've been our longest, like one of our longest Patreon members. members. They help us out at shows all the time. Yes. So Sean is getting, uh, so those those guys so far are all part of the $10 tier. Yes. Uh, So they will be getting special t-shirts and I'm going to have the backs customized for each one of them. And Sean is our Cryptid of the Corn roadie. Yeah, he's the he's the setup guy. He set up our whole booth at Crypticon for us, basically. Yes. So big thank you to both of them. Because that way I could start drinking early. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> uh, I did. Well, we both did. I know. And I didn't even want to. I know. It was it was it was Sean's fault. There we go. Sorry. We'll blame Sean. Yep. Continue with Patreon. Um, Andrew, I, I never know how to say his last name. Brazy, Breeze. I just call Braze. him Breeze. Braze. I know that's not his. Andrew, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. And Andrew actually drove all the way out from Illinois to hang out with us one time. He was our first uh, member we ever met, I believe. No, Rachel and Sean, we met before they listened to us. He was the first one that, that listened to, to us, us and then came and meet us. Yes. The first to come meet us. Yes. There we go. Yes, he definitely did that. Yes. Um, Shane from Increase of Our Reality podcast. Hey, Shane. Thank you. A uh, big thank you to Jesse Kasky. A local Ada resident. Yes, a local. A local Ada I. She is always on the page, on the Discord, everything. She just doesn't comment on anything, so. Correct. <laughs> Does she listen to the show? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like to pick an honor. The one time I called her out directly, and I didn't know she was there, and she spoke up. Right. I'm like, oh. Yep, she's there. She's always there. Always there. there. <laughs> uh, thank you to Mariah Schemmel. Mariah. So Mariah does most all of our Patreon hangouts and stuff like that. Mariah's always there. Uh, you guys will hear Mariah's voice here soon. Oh, that's uh, right. She's coming on for an episode. Uh, she has a really cool job. Uh, yeah, so sorry. I'm just giving Mariah <laughs> a personal shout out. She, she's coming on. She has an episode coming out soon. Um, uh, thank you to Ralph Green, the third. I just found out he was the third today. We love Ralph. And he sends us cookies. He does. He sent us, they he are sent delicious. us pick, packages twice and he hasn't killed us once yet. Right, yeah. <laughs> so so far, he's, he's shooting good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a a big thank you to Robert Kirk Shands, also known as AKA Chief Cornstalk. So, You Big Apes is the company Robert and his wife run. Uh, they're really good friends of the show. They've helped us out a lot. Anybody likes like the posters we give out and any, like a lot of our stuff we give out comes from Robert and You Big Apes. Uh, so, thank you, Robert. Yes. Um, thank you to Sinister Vibe. So that's Daphne. That's Daphne. Yeah. Okay. So that's Daphne's like Patreon page. So she does art and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. 
So thank you, Daphne. That's our Canadian friend. Yes, our friend up north. Uh, thank you to Steve Tyndall. So I don't know Steve yet. Yeah, but we, thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thank you to Todd Meredith. And we know Todd. Todd just ordered his sweatshirt. We met him at the Ohio Bigfoot Con- or no, not the Ohio Bigfoot, the yep. Hocking Hills, Hocking Big- Hills Bigfoot, Bigfoot Conference. Conference in Ohio. Um, I'm gonna skip the next name because it's me. Oh, I thought you were skipping Nick's. Oh no. <laughs> um, thank you to uh, I don't know if I'm gonna say this right, but Lelia Dyer. Yeah, that's Jesse's mom, right? Oh, okay. I hope I said her name right. Um, yeah, that's right. It is. So thank you to both of you and Jesse. Again, thanks again to Jesse. Thank you to Sir Boozington. So that's Nick from... Um, <laughs> Nick from... Oh, America's, America's Scary, Scary Land. Hunter sent blanked real quick. I knew what it was. I just wouldn't come out. So I just listened to their newest episode, and they picked on us again. <sighs> Those mound haters. I know. I just... I can't stand them. Yeah, I know. But me, he keeps giving us money. And yeah, I know. I hope I hope the salt mine collapses. So here's a, well, here, once again, here's your free advertising. Yeah, America's Scary Land. Like, share, subscribe. Um, thank you to Pamela Stefanich. So she's been a listener for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met her at Crypticon. We had a lot of fun with her. So thank you, Pamela. Yeah, big thank you. And a thank you to Thomas or Tom Humes. So once again, I don't know Tom. I've reached out to all of our Patreon members. Some haven't reached out back, which is perfectly fine. But thank you, every one of them. That's it, right? Yep. And so, that's all of our Patreon members up to date. Uh, so big thank you to all you guys. Like, we really appreciate it. Um, we didn't think we'd have what one Patreon member at this point in time, but so they help pay for like we have a website. We have mm-hmm. we're about to upgrade some of our services for the the podcast, so that's they're paying for all of that upgrades. So yes, thank you guys very much, and we enjoy hanging out. So we do movie nights, trivia nights. Uh, we give stuff away on Patreon. So mm-hmm. like right now we're doing. I'm not sure if this episode will be out in time for the giveaway, but it ends December 10th for our new intro. Uh, so any of those people that actually get entered in the giveaway get an automatic T-shirt. Oh, all right. So we use their clip basically. Yeah, they get an automatic T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, did we describe what? Should we describe what the? Uh, I guess it might not come out. So I forget. So how basically, the time travel works. We're doing a new cl- like clips for our new intro. Yes. So if you have a clip you really like us to use, I need the episode it's in and the timestamp. Don't tell me it's in the Mothman saga because they will not go look for it. Yes, it's very long. It's a lot to search through. I think that's it for our front of house stuff. And then once again, at the end of the episode, we'll read off our uh, Apple podcast reviews, five stars. Okay. Because we got enough of them now. It'll be a little segment. Okay. Are you ready to rock and roll? Oh, I was born ready. So today's episode may not be the funnest one we ever do, but it's one that I really thought that we needed to come out for the Bigfooting community specifically, because there's a lot of terms and stuff to get used in the Bigfoot community, specifically with Bigfoot tracks. Okay that a lot of people, like, you hear them on TV, and they never really describe what they are. What, like, the, mid-tarsal the break is going to oh. be the big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when I first started doing this stuff, I didn't really know what that meant, but yeah. I was just not in my head. I was like, hmm, yes, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So we're doing foot morphology with Sasquatch. Mm, okay. And then we have some fun stuff at the end. So I, I did add some fun stuff just to kind of break up the, the monotony. Gotcha. So I'm about to read something from, it's about mid-tarsal breaks. It's by uh, Jeremy De Selva. Uh, he's a orthopologist. So this is going to be really wordy, and then after it, we'll kind of go back through it and describe it. He, he's a what again? Arthropologist. 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 What's that? What's that? Uh, same thing Meldrum is. Oh, so yeah, Dr. Like Meldrum. A, a foot study. Well, 
human foot, human he, foot development. The, the, he is specific. Meldrum does that specifically. Okay. This guy's just like the general one. Okay. Still, it, it'd be like the difference between a a biologist, a fishery biologist, I guess. They both can talk about the same stuff. A chef and a cook? Sure. A mid-tarsal break, the mid-tarsal break was first described in the journal nearly 75 years ago to explain the ability of non-human primates to lift their heel independently from the rest of their foot. Okay. So non-human primates lifting their heel independently. Since the uh, initial description of the mid-tarsal break, the, okay, so, calciodomibi joint, which is a joint in your foot, has been assumed to be the anatomical source of this motion. So that's what they originally thought, this one specific little joint in your foot was the, that gave them the ability to twist like this. What, what Where would this joint be? Okay, I don't know. Okay. So, Recently, though, uh, however, it has been suggested that the mid-tarsal break may occur in the cobo-mastili joint, which is another joint, rather than the other joint, I said. Okay. Data compelled from x-rays, dissections, manual manipulation of living primates' feet, videos of captured primates and austral specimens occur that the mid-tarsal break is a complex motion caused by Dorsal flexation of both joints with the cardio-mastial joint contributing roughly two-thirds to the total midfoot distortion or disflexion, and the other joint being one-third of the foot's deflection. The convexity of the prioral actial surface of the fourth and fifth metatarsal, so those are the long foot bones, yeah, um, are compromising cartilageal flexibility. Uh, but yeah, so basically, wait, wait, wouldn't the fourth and fifth be on the outside of the foot? Yeah. Okay. It's these little ones. So like the so pick your foot up, right? Yeah, and you're looking from the at... heel. Okay. So your break is on your foot pad, the pad of your foot. Yeah, the balls of your feet. So this is farther back into the foot. And it's almost like a twisting motion. Hmm. So it's very hard to. It's still very hard to explain. Yeah. But it's basically the ability of the foot is not one hard surface. Right. See, so our foot is all one hard surface, and we push up on our toes. Right, yeah. So still, you cannot move your foot. Think about it. You can move your ankle. You can move your ankle, and you can move your toes. toes you yeah. cannot move your foot. Right. I'm, what's that What's that part called? Like, when you have, like, plantar fasciitis, like, that part gets sore. Uh, so it's like the... Well, it's not the ball of your feet. That's your heel. But yeah. it's just like having a flat foot or whatever, but... So yeah. this is the ability to actually manipulate your foot. So it's not like a full-on bend, like a grab yeah. like in the middle of your hands or something. So mid-tarsal break means that there's like a break. It's not even a break in the foot. It's just like, it's like, yeah, more like your hands. Like where your knuckles can bend and, mm -hmm. and imagine like the rest of your fingers as the so rest you of can, your foot. Yeah, your foot is much more flexible. Your metatarsals aren't fused. Gotcha. Hmm. And ours aren't fused. That may be a mis like I may have misspoke there. It doesn't mean they're fused. They act like one thing. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I know it's very complicated to explain. That's why I think a lot of people, especially at, like Bigfoot conferences and stuff, kind of skip over it because it's really wordy. Hold on a second. I need to feel my toes. Yeah. Right so now. everybody at home, unless you're driving, <laughs> yeah, don't do this if you're driving. But your foot is flat, or oh, not flat, sure. but your foot is one piece. You right. move your ankle and you move your toes. Yeah. This is the ability to basically flex your actual foot. So, like, if you have, you know, like how ballerinas or something have a really curved foot, if you could actually manipulate that If curve. you could take that from a flat foot to a curved curve. foot, basically. Yeah. yeah. So this gives us some of the oddities with Sasquatch tracks. 
not and, and oddities as in stuff we want to look for to prove that they are Sasquatch tracks and not falsehoods. Right, they're legitimate. So I know that was kind of quick, but do you have any questions about mid-tarsal breaks? Well, I mean, just a quick, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah see, just, I, see if I explained it good enough. It's just kind of like the a bend in the middle of your foot where like the arch of your foot would be, but you can kind of bend it there a bit more. You can manipulate it. Yeah. You can. So imagine if you could actually manipulate the your actual foot. Yeah. I, I get Especially it. Especially the outside of your foot. Okay, more the more, edge, more on that side. Yeah. Okay. Your fourth and fifth uh, digit. Yeah. Uh, not your digit, because that's your toes. Oh well, yeah. But your your metatarsal, metatarsal, which is the bones in your foot. Yeah, the long bones in your foot. Yeah. I know it's it's still complicated and it's still kind of hard to visualize. Because you got metatarsals in your feet, then you got metacarpals in your hand. Metacarpals is like the bones, like in the palm of your hand. Yeah. So. So imagine your foot being your. See palm. how we can flex, actually flex the palm of our hand. Right. Yeah. Like not just moving the fingers, you can actually move the bones inside the palm of your hand. Right. You really can't do that in your feet. No, you ah, you can't unless your foot cramps up like yeah. crazy. So now imagine if you could do that in your feet. That's basically what it's happening. Oh, okay. So it gives the foot a little extra a grab. Yeah, manipulation. So, yeah. So for, think about if you're actively climbing, especially if, like for lower primates, if you're climbing trees and stuff like that. If you're actively going on rough terrain, it will give you more of a grip on those terrains. That makes sense. Our foot is more designed to walking on flat surfaces, long distances. Yeah, it's because we've been walking on roads and sidewalks that, for so long. Humans have been walking forever, yeah. like as in distance. Yeah, our foot is more designed to go distance, not Ooh. not maneuver like not maneuver terrain. I know I sh- shared this with you, but I don't think I I don't know if I have on the show or not. What's the longest or what animal? There's two. On Earth, can walk the longest, or go the longest dis, or has the most endurance. Humans and uh, reindeer. I think humans outdo them, though. Oh yeah, they do. But reindeer, uh, I think it's they do seventeen hundred miles without stopping. Mm, that's pretty far. Mm-hmm. I think humans could do twenty five hundred. It's ridiculous. But you have to. And I don't think that's not and without stopping. But you know what it means. It's like continuous well, journey with rest. Yeah, yeah. You have to take rest, but yeah, but we can go. Mm-hmm. Especially like the the long distance runners from Kenya. Yeah, so, oh, the long distance runners is different than walking. Oh well, yeah, but they can go. Our forever. low, our low, our, basically our long ability to walk does uh, basically how we dissolve a lactic acid that builds up in our muscles. It's mm. how we chase down animals. We just out endurance them. It's, yeah, just basically keep just keep them keep them walking until they get tired. Yes, but yeah, so it's basically having flexation in your the the bones in your foot like you do in your hands. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I know it's kind of a weird thing because everybody's like, you hear it on TV, like, you can see the mid-tarsal break yeah. on in this Sasquatch track. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Right, yeah. Is that, it's just, a, there's a line in the track. Mm-hmm. It's basically, basically what I used yeah, to yeah. take. But it means that the foot moved unlike a human foot first off, mm-hmm. and then unlike something you could fake. Right, yeah. Unless you have an elaborate... I mean, you'd have to... You could do it now. I'm talking about, you know... Yeah. Maybe some of our cast in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. They'd still show that. Unless this is just some crazy psyop for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, they created this. Who knows? CIA made the mid-tarsal break. So, what's another thing that we look at Sasquatch tracks that kind of help us determine whether they're real or fake? Depth. So, you're getting there, but dermal ridges. Okay. So does anybody, do you, you know what a dermal ridge is? I was going to ask if anybody knows a dermal ridge, but you're the only person in the room with me besides <laughs> the turtle. Yeah, as Bosco. You don't know. You don't have feet. Um, His feet? Th- you can consider those feet? I don't know. 
Jay just said the turtle doesn't have feet. I mean, they their feet, but not like us. Not like no, feet. Yeah. Not like foot. Like footprint feet. I don't know. Like not like in the context we're talking about. Okay. But dermal ridges. I I don't. I guess I 100 percent don't know. That's your fingerprints. Okay. Okay. And your toe prints. And yeah. you know they're all very unique and very hard to fake. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of Sasquatch tracks, including a couple of the ones I own, have dermal ridge in, uh, indentations. Ah. So basically, it would show that not only would you have to mimic the mid tarsal break, you'd have to mimic dermal ridges. So it's getting one step further into the falsehood you'd have to create right. to, cr- to make this track look authentic. Right. And not all Sasquatch tracks have dermal ridges. It takes a lot. Dermal ridges are very small and hard to leave. Yeah. And yeah. they and even if they are left in the track, they get erased very quickly. Oh, you gotta for imagine sure. these are little tiny rises right. in the mud and in the sand, how quickly those fall apart, even if the whole track is still there. Oh, for sure. For so sure. to get these, uh, like the one I just bought sitting right over there, the Nutella cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, which has other ones we're going to talk about, other pieces that indicate real later. But that's from Tom Shea. You can see the fingerprints on it because it was in Nutella. Like literally the product, Nutella. This Bigfoot opened the jar, scooped out the Nutella, and closed the jar and put it back. That's pretty awesome. And they, the funny thing, when you hear him talk about the story, they did, he's like, he didn't know that he, the Bigfoot trap had been set off because it put it back. Ah. So he's like, okay. He didn't check for a little bit until he opened it up and realized there's three perfect fingerprints inside from it scooping out the Nutella. right down in there. A lot of stories, too, about Bigfoot, like not just Nutella, but peanut butter, too. The open oh, yeah. jar, close I mean, it right we, back up. I pretty much believe that they're somewhat related to us, whether they're actual hominids or, you know, further back. We all like peanut butter. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, every primate likes peanut butter. It's good stuff. It's good straight protein. Every ape likes peanut butter. Look at gorillas. They go freaking nuts for peanut butter. I didn't know that, but now I do. Oh, yeah. Gorilla ripped an arm off a kid for peanut butter. Harambe? <laughs> you don't mention that name. Oh, okay. We're in Ohio. He's the reason <laughs> the world's like it the way it is. <laughs> that kid is. Okay, so anything else you can think about that's unique about Sasquatch tracks? Well, I, I mentioned the, the depth of the track. Yeah, uh, so we'll get to weight distribution here in a second. Okay. I keep Sorry, I keep putting you off. No, that's okay. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Spongy mind. pad. Like oh, that on yeah. the cat's feet. Yeah. So some, especially, sorry, specifically, the larger Sasquatch tracks have what appears to be this spongy pad on the ball or on the the pad of their foot, where our foot pad would be. Yeah. It seems to have a large spongy pad, and this is only present in what we would determine as heavier animals. Mm. So people always ask, you know, how does Bigfoot walk quietly through the woods? How does an eight hundred pound tiger walk silently through the woods? Yeah. True. They have these giant soft pads to kind of muffle the noise and not break sticks and stuff. Yeah. So when a cat, specifically, let's use a tiger. So we're going to talk about weight distribution per square inch. So let's say an 800-pound Sasquatch and an 800-pound tiger. The 800-pound Sasquatch has more weight distribution per square inch because of its larger feet altogether. The tiger's foot pad is still less, so it has more pounds per square inch of weight distribution. It's really important for an ice fisherman to know these measurements. That's how we determine safe ice and stuff like that. Yeah, you send the dog out first. Yeah, because he weighs more on his feet. Right, exactly. Uh, more pressure in the smaller like area. Luke, my brother in the wheelchair, like his wheelchair won't go through the ice even though it's 800 pounds because he's on those tank treads. Oh, that's right. So the weight distribution is insane. It's yeah. so like we did, we actually did the math one time. It was only like like 10 pounds per square inch. Oh, that's crazy. And we're like 30 pounds or we're like 20 pounds per square inch. Yeah. So 
we we weigh as far as the ice is concerned, we weigh double right. what that wheelchair weighs. <laughs> Which is nuts to think about. Uh, That's why you got to crawl on your belly. If you're so ever... these these tigers can step on these dry leaves, and I've watched videos. You can all everybody go look at these videos. Dry leaves and sticks, and they step down and they don't make a sound. Mm. It's because the spongy pad is more morphing along the stuff instead of breaking it, like around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so like, it's like it's like having a uh, what are those things called? The uh, those pillows that. Uh, those spongy, like, memory foam pillows, like having those on your feet. Kinda. So why do we think the adult larger Sasquatch have these, but the younger ones don't? Because the patty track doesn't show any of this. So if you want to think mm. the patty track's real, she doesn't really have a spongy pad. It's a little bit, but not really anything like some of our larger Sasquatch tracks. I figure the bigger you get, the bigger your pad gets. That's one thing. We think they kind of develop later on in life. Uh, because the younger ones may be spending time in the trees and stuff like that. Ah. So the spongy pad would be a big uh, a big problem to have, trying to climb the trees and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying tigers and stuff can't climb trees, but cats that do a lot of tree climbing don't have as much of a pad. Mm. And so, they also have claws. So yeah. So let's say the Sasquatch is following the same kind of logic. that When the offspring are spending more time in the trees, so they develop the pad as they get heavier. So it's okay. more of a later in life uh, adaptation. And there's sense. species that have this kind of stuff that build up over time, or when they hit like sexual maturity, then it you know then this is something that comes into bloom. Ah, okay. So these are all three. Those are my three really really big ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These. I mean, they're all unique to Sasquatch tracks, Bigfoot mm-hmm. tracks. I mean, these are the things everyone always talks about. So some other ones to kind of help tell they're real or fake is fingernails. That's a really big one. Tom Shea's got some really good casts that have fingernails in them. Yeah. Uh, the Nutella, uh, my handprint I have of his. Yeah. Uh, you got really good ones. I mean, we're talking toenails too? Yeah, toenails, fingernails, basically nails. Okay, just nails. You know, we can kind of see. So you got to imagine just each one of these little ticks is a harder thing to fake. Right, correct. So now you have a cast or a track that has all of these. That is... It's so insanely hard to fake. I'm not saying it's impossible. Everything's right. possible, right, especially right. nowadays. It just would have taken some time. And now look at our tracks that are from like the 60s and 70s, which we'll go into some here in a little bit. Yeah. But now if you have those tracks in the 70s, it's like the whole Patty thing, which we'll talk about more in depth because we have some special news about that. True. But so it's just harder and harder to look at. So that's specifically what this is what I look at. When you have a track or a cast, you're looking at, well, does it have this? Okay, that's a positive. Okay, that's a negative. Does it have this? Okay, it's a positive. Okay, it's a negative. That, you know, so on and so forth. Now, here's the one you've said twice, Jay. Weight indentation. Yes. So here's the probably the biggest one for fake cast. Is a lot of times they're made from a piece of wood or even like even plaster, and they'll walk on it. Right, yeah, yeah. You are now making yourself have a bigger foot with less weight. So you're not pushing into the soil at all. Me and you made our own foot cast. Emily made her own foot cast. And we could not push into the wet sand. It's wet sand. Yeah. And we could only push a certain distance. So far. And we like had to really go up on one foot mm-hmm. and uh, push down I mean, hard. I would about broke the table. Remember? Right. Yeah. So if you have this cast, it's four or five or six inches deep like some of these are. That's a heavy animal. Well, you see some of them like where people put their boot print next to it. Yeah, and they you know and they can't push into the soil hard enough. You know they they try, yeah, but it's just not even close to the same depth. And for someone to fake that, that's that's gonna be a heavy, heavy dude faking it. Or you got some like machine pushing it down, which probably not happening. Yeah, what substance the tracks are in? 
The substrate? Substrate. Substance, yeah. So substrate. Ooh, excuse me. So you got to look. If it's in like, let's say it's in drying soil and it's still three inches deep. Uh, you got a heavy mm-hmm. thing pushing, step in there. Let's say it's in wet mud and it's only an inch deep. Yeah. That's kind of pointing more towards it being really light. Right, yeah. So more of a person. Not yeah. something in so these are other, you know, These are things to look at behind the scenes kind of deal. Right. Especially when you see on Facebook all these casts and tracks get posted. I, I'm not with confidence as in a professional, but within my own eye, I'm like, okay, that looks real. Okay, that looks fake mm-hmm. because of these kind of, these criteria. Right, exactly. Uh, right when we actually got started with the podcast, that guy from Ohio sent us pictures of his cast. Yeah. And he did. He was a deer hunter. He would post them on a deer hunting page, mm-hmm. and I got a hold of him and stuff. And they looked really good for these reasons. Oh yeah, they and looked really good. It was hard soil, and they were like a half or an inch and a half in. Oh yeah, and they were lo- longer and thinner, kind of. They too. were really weird. They were like they were really weird tracks. And something he was like, he did not want to share with anybody. It was like. He did not want to post them on that deer page. Yeah, but he I just seemed like he didn't know what and else to do. And he took it do. down like immediately after I talked to him because he just wanted yeah. to find somebody to talk to about it. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was right when we started. And also, like, after we started this in a little bit, uh, you see stuff that you can kind of just say, oh, you know, that that might not be real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell, especially you can tell. You're right. Uh, without calling anybody out. And Right. And hopefully, like, after, if you guys listen to it, you know, listen to it after that, you can kind of determine the same things. And that's kind of the whole point of this show, par- partially. Right. You know, is I w- we want you guys to go out, especially when you're going to Bigfoot festivals and you're watching stuff on TV, you can be more educated and decide for yourself if this is real or if this is not real. Right. Because it's always good to question everything. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I've seen a Bigfoot. Yeah. But whenever somebody shows me something Bigfooty, I'm always going through questioning it. Yeah, me too. I me mean, too, and I'm I like to believe in everything. And you got it. Oh yeah, but I do also like criticize or break things down, tear it apart, and try to figure out. Okay, is this the truth I'm looking at, or is someone trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Because I don't like that too much. So we're gonna change gears here in a second. But before we do anything, we need to recover or anything that you can think of a question about mm. of these top things. Oh, we got the metatarsal break yeah mid tarsal break oh mid tarsal break i know i mumble and i it sounds like i'm saying that but it's mid tarsal okay mid tarsal break we got the spongy foot pad dermal ridges the dermal ridges and the the weight depth. weight distribution fingerprints yes and substrate they're in and nails yep so okay so that's we covered all that so that's specifically dealing with the cast or the print itself okay so now we're going to take a step back and talk about stride Oh, yeah. Because this is a really big one. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <Big>. <laughs> so let's talk about the average human stride first. Most female uh, foot strides are 2.1 feet. Most male foot strides are 2.5 feet. Uh, I think I, I looked up Shaq's, and Shaq's is a 3.1, I think. That's pretty big. Uh, and he's really... So notice there's not that big of a difference. And this is just And he's walking. a lot taller. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah, this taller. Is a, this is walking. Yeah. Just normal walking. Yep. So we're going to look at, I got to get to it. So the average Sasquatch walking foot stride, or at least what we believe, and this is, all comes from uh, BigfootFieldGuide.com. Pretty fun website. Uh, they, they have a really nice article, so check them out. Okay. But most, so they did, I'm trying to figure it out real quick. I'm skipping around their article. Uh, they did over 400 trackways 
for this field study. That's quite a bit. And they did a really nice field study. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see that somebody actually went through and did a, a pretty good field study. So we're just taking the highlight bits from their field study. Okay. 3.5 to 5 feet is the average step length or the stride. And what was Shaq's again? 3.1. Wow. But Shaq could get up to 4 when he was running. 4 or 5. Well, yeah. Running is a different story. And you got to keep in mind, this would be somebody wearing Bigfoot feet. Right. Yeah. Running with Bigfoot feet on if it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's pretty big stride just for walking too. Now, uh, I mean, running, running, anyone running can have a pretty big stride. You'd be surprised how big your stride is actually when you're running. But so one of their larger ones they had between the first track and the tenth track, 540 inches. So that means there was 54 inches in between each track. Oh dang, that's a lot. What's that? Four feet six inches? Yeah, four and a half feet. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah. That's a big old stride. If someone, especially if it's just walking, it it's crazy to me. Um, I'm not to jump ahead. Did they ever do Patty's uh, stride? Did they ever analyze it in the video? Uh, they may have. This is a really really big field survey, and I just kind of cherry picked from it. Okay, I didn't mean this article specific. I just didn't know if that info was out. Yes, there. Yes, they did. Yeah, I'm, I I think we even covered it in our yeah we covered it in our episode of oh, Patty. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'd have to go back and listen. I to know we do so much stuff; it's hard to remember. Right. Yeah, so what do you think about that? Big stride. And I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot because people, I've seen the people on the back of gators trying to mimic the stride. So as in gator, the ATV. Right. So they'll stand there and as the gator's pulling them, they'll step and you make your stride a lot longer. Right, I can see that. But the only thing is you're not getting the penetration of each track. There's not a chance. And you you slide. Oh, yeah. So people don't realize that when you're running, you're actually sliding a little bit with every footstep. Right, yeah. These things aren't sliding. So more points to them actually walking. Just walking, yeah. And just having really big strides. Unless, of course, I mean, they are one with nature. Maybe they have perfected their running form to where they don't have the skid or the slide. It's just... Oh, no, there's some running. There's some running strides. Knee straight over foot. There's some that are like 10 foot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, they go into that too. So they kind of picked ones that specifically the foot morphology, the foot tracks look like they were walking. Man. See, I, I, okay, I'm on a little tangent. No, right go here. ahead. So, like, when I used to coach high school track and field, I just wish we could have like one domesticated Bigfoot and just enter him into these events and watch him just dominate. I want to see one run track and field, run the hurdles, do the long jump, things like that, throw a shot or a discus. Good Lord. You never find it. I know. And then I also want to see one throw a bait pitch in a baseball game. You kill somebody. I know. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you don't hit the guy, but he'd knock a catcher into the umpire into the backstop. This is a complete side tangent for me. Yeah. I've always said for the Olympics, I want a normal person in for every event. Oh yeah, like a normal man Olympics. A random person. Yeah. No, no, still the no, still the Olympics. Yeah. But for in the competition having somebody they pulled off the street that day. Just to show cuz I think you lose cuz everybody's so close all the time in the Olympics. Oh yeah. You lose the sense of how extraordinary Fast. performing they are. Oh yeah. So if you just have a normal guy like Try to run the 800-yard dash with them. Right. That, that would be good for, like, the every every man because the only people that know, like, know what times and know what times are, are other times athletes. Are other people that actually do it, yeah. So that's the only way you can kind of gauge it. But if you don't do it, yeah, you don't, you have no idea how fast these people are freaking running. But a, a Sasquatch would torch all of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. That'd be awesome to see. So we're going to move into famous foot casts now. And 
I'm, I'm leaving Tom Shays out of it. Uh, I talk about Tom Shays' footcast a lot on this show already, mm-hmm. uh, but he has some really, really nice ones. Mm-hmm. But he, has, he doesn't really have them named, so it's kind of hard. He has the Goliath sets, really the only ones he has named. And those are huge. Yeah. Huge. I think 24 inches. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And it's... Meldrum. So uh, I think Dr. Meldrum doesn't take anything over 18 to be real. Yeah. And I know we both disagree with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's just personally, that's his opinion as a, as a professional, and I respect yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I think they do get bigger. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So we're going to talk about the or the Grace Harbor cast real quick. I'm going to say Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Grace Harbor cast. Uh, this is a really famous cast. Um I getting this one from Eric soon. He has it and he makes copies of it. Oh, nice. that's the one he sells. I didn't know that. Yeah. So hopefully I get that soon. I just keep forgetting it. Like, yeah. Just grab it when we meet. Let's just steal it. Let's break into his house and steal it. He only lives like two hours away. Yeah. Be easy. We can do it right overnight. He would never know. We do it right now. He's at work. Oh, see, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm just going to give you a little like side story behind the Grace Harbor cast. So deputy sheriff, so this was harvested by a deputy sheriff. And Denny Hereford, or Hereford, was one of several officers investigating footprints found by loggers in the Stapsop River in Grays Harbor County, Washington, in April 1982. The subject strode, or the subject strode, how do you say that? Strode, I think you're right. Okay, the subject strode from the forest across the logging landing, then doubling its stride left a series of half-tracks on its return to the tree line. So basically, this creature walked out, and just from the footprints, and then something seems to startle it, and it ran back to the tree line. So it ran, it walked out and ran back. Ran back, yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Sorry, still getting over being sick. So I'm guessing the stride was shorter coming out, out and, and then, then go, bigger yeah. going back. Note the indications of the fifth metatarsal and the, the Carly... I can never say this... The carlabunco joint, the one we talked about earlier, mm. and the lateral margin of the cast. So basically, you can see the metatarsal stuff or the midtarsal stuff we were talking about. Um, the prox- the proximal margin of the half track approximate the position of the the that joint we were just talking about. So you can see it almost twisting as it's running. Gotcha. So very, very unique. It'd be extremely hard to fake. And that specifically comes that little statement specifically comes from Meldrum himself. Mm, so that that's one of the hard ones to he, fake. Yeah, that's one of the ones he points to it as being one of the the better ones to look at is the Gray Harbors cast. Just due to that that stuff, you can see mm-hmm. stuff happening when it's running mm-hmm. that would be extremely hard to fake. So not only are you faking something that would be standing still, you'd be faking a running mo- mo- movement. Be one heck of a foot cast or a foot mold to, mm-hmm. fit, to create. So yeah, Jeff Meldrum, Doctor Jeff Meldrum is an expert in foot morphology and some of these casts like he's famous for saying like you'd have to be keep in mind he's like the top expert in the world everybody at home uh so you'd have to be his level to fake these things right so it's not impossible but there's like six people on the planet that could do it right <laughs> maybe one of them's a cia agent <laughs> creating these things for the psyop the bigfoot psyop so i got a i got some other ones we're going to talk about but uh this comes from SasquatchCanada.com, and these aren't all from Canada. They just have a really good little page about all these footcasts. So if you want to see pictures of all these footcasts we're going to cover, just look them up. But uh, Albert Hills, South Olympic Peninsula, Washington, um, 18 or 1982, has a really good cast. And I've actually seen this one 
uh, for sale. The Blue Mountains Mountain ca- or Mountain Road cast, and this is the one with the break in the middle of it, like from the guy that dropped it as he's carrying it out, so you can still see that. Oh, okay. Uh, everybody knows the Bluff Creek cast, the famous one. Patty. Uh, yep, 17 and a half inches long. So this is not Patty. So this is Jerry Crew. Remember the same area. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, but there are there is a Patty cast, but right, same area. True. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I'm kind of skipping along. They have hundreds, like really good pictures. So Cripplefoot is Ooh. a really unique cast. So and I've seen this one too. Yes, but you, so there's both the left and the right. So mm-hmm. the left foot is the one that is crippled. Uh, you could see what appears to be one of the ends of the toes missing, and the foot is very like it's it's hard to describe. I know that you got to look at these things, but the other cast that goes with it is normal. Um, it kind of reminds me. You ever seen Scary Movie Two? And the butler with his little hand. Yeah, it's like imagine his hand, but as a foot. We actually have him coming out in our Mandela episode soon. Mandela effect. We had that guy. Yeah, there's a big thing with him, and I. This is the one I fall for, and I, we're not going to talk about it in this episode. My germs. No. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, it looks wonky. Their toes are all pointing different directions, and the other foot is normal. Yeah. And this is a very deep cast, so whatever it was was very heavy. We saw this at Zach Bale's Paranormal Museum. Yep. And he sells it. Uh, yeah, he sells Cripplefoot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can get it from Zach Bales if you ever want it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of some of the fame. Like, some of the famous casters. There's, there's yeah. hundreds of famous casts, though, so we're not going to dive into every one of them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think so far? I mean, I, again, you can you can kind of look at some of these casts and determine if it is definitely real or authentic or if it could possibly be faked i i think um, one of my favorite things is seeing splayed toes yeah uh because you know fake tracks are wood mostly or some other material yeah and you can see that they just don't move when they step down some of these casts have really good splayed toes as in like everybody you remember being a kid's and when you're playing in the mud, mm-hmm. you, you would like literally move your toes in the mud. And squish the mud between your yeah. toes. Yeah. So there's some cast like that. And that's just oh, like yeah. when I look at that, I'm like, that's, that's awesome. That's real. Like to fake that would be so hard. Next level. So hard. But yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all those things. Right. Yeah. 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 I do have a famous fake for you. Oh, is this the uh, giant. Uh... Or we, yeah, I think I, do. I know where you're about to go to. Right, Wallace Construction. Huh? So Mysterious Universe. So this is, you know, I took a, a part of their article from Mysterious Universe, Famous Fakes. Although the story of a large bipedal ape-like creature called the Sasquatch has been long passed around in, in Native American lore and even reported by early European settlers, the actual name Bigfoot would originate from a set of curiously large tracks that were found in 1958 at the Wallace Construction Worksite in Humboldt County, California. Okay, this isn't what I was thinking which of. Which was used for logging. The enormous 16-inch long tracks, which weave through the site and around the bulldozers and other heavy equipment, immediately sparked the public uh, imagination. And, they, and these were the days when the tales of the mysterious Yeti or Ibamal Snowman of the Himalayas were really taking off in the Western world. The tracks took the media by storm, starting in a piece for the Humboldt Times and spreading like wildfire to the headlines all over. And soon the alleged mysterious creature that had made the tracks would be proudly called Bigfoot. Mm. 
So yeah, this kind of yeah. Is that the origins of the name of Bigfoot? Yes. Then that's what yeah this article is talking about. Okay, is it, yeah Bigfoot is specifically from a fake. So okay, so Sasquatch was a name before Bigfoot. Native yeah Sasquatch is a Native American name. I I don't want to say the Algonquins, but I think it may have been. It's one of the names from one of the tribes. The the, the no the Algonquins called it Sasquatch. Okay. When, when did Sam Squams come into the? Uh, 2012 <laughs> yeah trailer park boys i think it was 2012 oh man uh so in light of the deluge of media attention and fanfare wallace himself apparently began milking it for all it was worth before long there were sightings of this creature being reported in the vicinity of the logging site and recordings of the creature's alleged howling the media couldn't get enough of this stuff and would and this would continue for years firmly entertaining the phenomena of Bigfoot within the public consciousness. All, or throughout it all, Ray Wallace kept quiet about what really was happening. Does that name sound familiar, Ray Wallace? It does. Mm-hmm. Or at least his part in it. And it was not until his death of November 26, 2002, that his family would start to shed some light on the web of trickery that had been going on. Mm, deception. Mm-hmm. Upon his death, Wallace's son Michael claimed that his father had been uh, in the process or in the possession of two large wooden 16-inch fake Bigfoot feet that he had uh, attempted just before dying, that had been hoaxed Bigfoot. So basically, he admitted—sorry, not attempted—admitted that he had been hoaxing the Bigfoot in that area. Mm. The rest of the family would collaborate this tale and tell how Ray Wallace had gone into his brothers and nephews to stomp the mysterious footprints around the logging site in several other locations in Northern California as a prank, using the tracks to drive him over the grounds. So using, sorry, using a truck to drive him over the grounds to create the impressive gate, um, admitting that the, it, it would be emitted by an enormous monster. So yeah, basically it goes on, and there's some, there's a lot of speculation with this. Was he really hoaxing? Was he not? Yeah. At least some of the tracks in the area were done by Ray Wallace. Because okay. there was a bunch of these casts that fit his fake feet perfectly. Okay. So he at least did some, some of, of it. them for sure. Yeah. Confirmed. What were you? Tr- what you think? I were- think, I think Cliff might have them in his museum. The originals. Oh, of his fakes. Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. I think he may have them. Don't hold me to it. I think he may though. What was there? Other tracks around though. There was there was a bunch in this direct area for a, a period of time before he got sick. But yeah, so he he was definitely faking a lot. Hmm, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I mean and that kind that of just shows that there was famous fakes. Did he did he have a give a reason why besides other than just trying to prank them? No. Okay. He's just an a hole. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can say that now because he's dead. I think it's safe. I mean, he's been dead for two decades. Right. It's fair game. It's fair game at this point. It's like the Titanic. What? What's like the Titanic? You're gonna make fun of it now. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody around was alive when it happened. Yeah, I think I, I think the last survivor died a couple years ago or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So it's okay to make fun of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I <laughs> so have awful. one more famous fake. I've been trying to work this story into an episode forever. Uh, I love this story so much. Oh, I know. Now this is the one I know you're talking yeah. about. Uh, and we have some stuff to talk about after this, but I wanted to just put this in here. This is not a Bigfoot story, but it is about fake footprints. Is it fake? We'll find Maybe. out. The giant penguin of Florida. Mm. 
is a cryptid allegedly seen in Florida during the 1940s. The legend has no scientific merit and is at least partially documented to have been a hoax. Partially. Partially. <laughs> In 1948. So, what happened in night? What happened in 1947? Um, let's see here. That was the year. I don't know. Roswell. Oh, really? Okay. In the 1948, giant penguins. Ah. Oh, connection. See, penguins <laughs> and flight. <laughs> penguins created some UFOs. Yeah, that was callback to season one, episode like six, something like that. Yeah. Penguins actually created UFOs under the Antarctic ice sheet. Yes, because they were getting made fun of because they're the only birds that can't fly. So in 1948, several people reported finding large, three-toed animal tracks in Clearwater Beach in Florida. Later, more tracks have been found uh, from the shores of the Shawnee River, uh, 40 miles from the ocean. A young couple had reported having been harassed by a large creature that had risen from the ocean. Later that year, giant penguin or giant penguin was allegedly sighted in the distance. A huge bird was described as 15 feet tall, having uh, alligator-like feet. During the same period, people in a boat, art people in a boat off the Florida Gulf Coast, reported seeing an extremely large penguin-like bird floating in the water. These incidents were reported in several newspapers. Later in that year, another huge penguin-like bird was allegedly seen from an airplane over the banks of the Shawnee River in northern Florida. This uh. This this cider, a zoologist Ivan T. Sanderson, declared that the creature be a giant penguin that had somehow been driven away from its natural habitat. On April eleventh, nineteen eighty eight, so we're jumping ahead. The Saint Petersburg Time reported Jan, or Jan Kirby, uh, rele- or relayed that the penguin hoax had been perpetrated by Tony Cigarola and Al Will- Williams. Horrible with names. <laughs> the local newspaper prankster who died in 1969, Sigatoni, stated they had been inspired by a photograph of a fossilized dinosaur tract and showed the reporters of huge penguin feet made of iron. So they actually, I'm going to, I'm just tell you what this is now. Uh, I got that out. They had giant, giant iron penguin feet. And these, I think these feet were like 80 or 90 pounds each. So this came from something that was real at one point. No, he's seen dinosaur tracks. Uh, he was inspired. I think he's seen them. Uh, there's a place in Texas he's seen them. So he was inspired by them. So he uh, made them? Yeah. Okay. So he would get out, and he would basically, they'd get in a little boat in the ocean. And he'd jump off, you know, when it was probably like three foot deep, and walk onto shore, walk for a while, and then get back in. Mm. So here's the thing. These feet are incredibly heavy. Yeah, so they're going to leave a big impression. And he couldn't do this forever. But there was decades of tracks. Hmm. So there's some inclinations that his family kept doing it after him. After he could, he was still alive. Uh, but his family still says, nope, we didn't do it. Hmm. But So there's 160 pounds of track you'd have to put on your feet. Yeah, where'd the feet go, though? Oh, they're, they're, they have them. They oh, still the have them. Yeah, them. The, the, uh, I think it was the grandson turned them in. Oh, but they say they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Because he died after he died, they were like, okay, here's the feet. Yeah. So I think it was this whole family, actually two families, that were doing this. Gotcha. And as for the giant penguin that was sighted, that was kind of a weird thing. See, that's weird. Yeah, it was sighted. Well, off in the water and then once harassing a couple? What, what would that have been? See, it's it's weird. Uh, so is it is it vice versa? Did the penguin tracks make people see things in the like Not see, make them see things in the water, but they see these things in the water. Let's say like a whale shark or something. And they're like, see this giant outline. 
oh, that's the giant penguin because mm. the tracks were existing. Gotcha, yeah. Or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. I could see that. So that was a fun thing. Oh, yeah, that's really fun. I mean, not fun that it's a hoax, but it's kind of fun. It was fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Because he never made any money off it. He never he never spoke out against it. Like, it was weird. So, like, uh, I don't know. He wasn't troll. He was kind of trolling people. I thought it was more fun than, like, the Ray Wallace thing. Right, yeah. He just did it for, I mean, it's a giant penguin. Like, come on, that's kind of it's fun. It's a giant penguin. Like, 25 foot, estimated mm-hmm. with the size of the feet. And there were real giant penguins. Oh, yeah. Uh, they stood about eight foot tall. That's huge. Yeah. Imagine fighting one of them. Oh, they'd kill you. You think so? Oh, yeah, they'd rip you apart. They're, they have teeth on their tongues. Oh, okay. So they bite you, they just start licking you and ripping the flesh off you. Yeah, that sounds like not fun. Yeah. Hmm. Horrible creatures. I like penguins. Oh, I love penguins, but not when they're eight foot tall. They might be neat. They Sorry, be. we're really sniffly this episode. I, I read a book when I was in junior high, or junior high, elementary, I don't remember, called Mr. Popper's Penguins. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I've always wanted a penguin since that book. Me too. <laughs> That's weird. All right. <laughs> he froze his basement. So we have one more thing to talk about. Okay. And it's off topic, kind of. Okay. So one of the most famous Bigfoot tracks and sightings on the planet is the Paddy. Yes. Oh, this. We're going to get to this. So there is a rumor going around, and we're not going to say who started the rumor or whatever. That's not our business. But the rumor is going around that um, Bob Gimlin, which we know this isn't the rumor. He's not doing the best. Uh, He canceled some events and stuff he was supposed to do this year. You know, he's... He is an elderly man. Right. Is he, he's 90-something, right? I think 96, but don't hold me to that at home. Dang. So, rightfully so, you know, he's 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 very advanced in age. There you go. That's good. He's well-seasoned. Yes, well-seasoned. Cowboy. Yeah, well-seasoned cowboy. Uh, so, he stopped doing events. So, there's a rumor going around that he is really doing poor in health, though. Hmm. And that he recorded a video that is to be played after he dies. Hmm. And that most people believe this video is him admitting that everything, that the patty, all of it was fake. What do you think? I just don't think that's what it's going to be if mm-hmm. he does release a video. I don't think so. See, I'm right there with you. I, I, I think he's going to come out and say he's, it's all 100% authentic and real. He's and known for being a prankster. And there's more to it than he's allowed to be. Or to tell, I guess. So I can definitely see him coming out and being like, got you guys. You all watch this video. It's real. It's all real. You guys are waiting to see me turn my story. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're not. Yeah. Because he's kind of a prankster. He's known for being kind of a prankster or having fun. Right. But he's famous for never changing his story. Yeah. It's always been consistent. He's been screamed at and like face to face with at people. And he's never gotten. He's just like, all right, whatever, you know. Yeah. That's your, that's like your opinion, man. But let's say it comes out that he that video says it was all fake. What happens next? What do you think? I think it's a it's a big blow to the Bigfoot community. I do. Th- I think it will be too. But see, here's my opinion. I I don't care. Okay. Because I've seen one. I've had my encounter. So it doesn't make my encounter personally any less. I know what I I I seen the thing. Right. So it doesn't change my opinion of whether one person says that he was lying about seeing it or not. And it won't change the opinion of others that have seen it. Right. It'll make it harder for the community to grow. That is yeah. the most, remember we talked about in the episode, the most Watched. scrutinized 
video oh, yeah. on the planet. It's like the most watched one mm-hmm. too, ain't it? It's or been to have the most diagnostic stuff done to it of That's any what, video yeah. on the planet. There you go, yeah. Which is nuts. And they still can't tell. They can't prove it's fake. Right, yeah. They can't prove it's real. That's why I don't think he's going to come out and say this was all faked. Or If it was, let's just say if it was, man, he had they had access to some stuff that was beyond their time from what we understand they had at that time, if that even makes sense. Because, I don't know, I just, I and just who he is, and enough I've heard him talk and stuff like that, I can't see him coming out and saying that this is all an elaborate hoax or, you know, I just can't, I refuse to believe that. But then again, this is all just rumor anyways. There might not be a video, there might be not nothing like that that exists at all. So, time will tell, unfortunately. We don't know when that time will be, though. Exactly. All right. So we have some shout-outs due from Crypticon. So why don't you pull that up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, pull it up. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, they're on my phone. Durr. So, um, okay. You want to start? Yeah, go ahead. So we want to start. But- and uh, before you say this, I do want to say, if we did not mention you in this little list, I am very sorry. We met a lot of people. Yes. And, we and it doesn't mean you're not, we weren't as excited to meet you. We should have taken notes when. Uh, yes. We we racked our brain trying to remember everybody. Yes. Uh, so if we forgot somebody, oh, we're very sorry. We had fun with every one of you. It was a long weekend and a lot of. A lot of these people drank with us and that was it. easier. A lot of drinks were consumed. Somebody, and I want to say this publicly, whoever paid for my tab, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we still don't know. We don't know who it was. It might have just been the bartender. You know, he said somebody paid for it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So whoever paid for it, thank you. I don't know how much my tap was, but it was not cheap. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of, lot of, lot of bottles stacked up on the table that night. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start off with uh, giving a shout or a thank you to Mark and Jen. Oh, yeah. We just met this week or at Crypticon. They had some amazing photos of orbs that I've never seen anything like it before. Probably some of the best orb photos I, I I've ever I think on seen. the planet. Yes. At least publicly. Correct, yes. Um, Dwayne, I don't, I don't remember his last name, but he's... He, he's emailed us since then. Yes. He's, um, Dwayne was a lot of fun. He's been a listener for a long time. Hopefully, we'll get him on the show soon. Had some awesome stories to share with us and shared with us a very long... Uh, Sask or Bigfoot like tracks or stories with and photos of Bigfoot tracks. And he sent all that over. It's great stuff. Yeah, so we will be sharing that as well on the show, I'm sure. Um, Jake and Leah. Now they had an awesome. Jake's been on. Uh, what was that show? Into uh, the fray. Into the fray. Yes. And I've actually heard their encounter before we met them. Uh, they're in more Ohio people. They a great. I mean, great encounter. Both of them had it separately. The same entity, and which was like a. Bigfoot, but like of I don't think it was a Bigfoot. It's, but uh, best way could describe it. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot of short size, like a three foot tall Bigfoot. I think they had a preach wedgie or an Ewok or an Ewok. It was like a chunky baby Bigfoot. Yeah, and baby Bigfoots are almost always seem to be really thin. Most primates are seem to be really thin when they're born. Uh, even gorillas. Think about how tiny gorillas are. Yeah, true. And it's because of our bigger. Most primates have a bigger brain cavity, mm. so we have to be really slender to fit through the birthing canal. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, they had awesome stories, and it was really fun talking to them. Hope we run into them again sometime. Oh yeah. Um, oh, big thank you to Paul Allen. Paul Allen, yeah. And I can't remember his last name or how to say it, but it starts with a T. Yeah. 
but I just always call him Paul Allen because it's like from American Psycho and that, mm-hmm. that movie. But he gave us a, uh, his book he just authored. His first book he published. Yes. It's great. Emily's still reading it right now. We haven't had our turn yet. And we just he had gave fun- us a gift and he had- signed it for us yes. and gave us a lovely note. And we had fun hanging out with him and yeah. he was at that table with us that night and had a lot of bottles stacked up. He, he added to that count. <laughs> Um, a big thank you to Paul Costco. Yep, Paul was there hunting our Bigfoots. Oh yeah, and hiding them. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thank you to Rachel and Sean. We mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yep, they've been friends of us for a long time. Uh, uh, they all helped us set up, helped us hide things. They really, yeah. they were a big help at Crypticon. Oh, big time, big time, and we had a lot of just fun with them. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge thank you to Ricky and Austin. Drove all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to meet us. Yes, which was awesome. And really fun meeting them, really nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, we really enjoyed meeting them. And, and I think they're coming on, I think they're coming in studio for an episode at some point. Some point in time, yes. So thank you for sharing their time with us. Um, we had a couple that bought um, one of our slate pieces from Crypticon. I cannot remember the name. Yeah, I can't find them on Facebook. Yes, but if you're listening, Thank you. Please we, reach out. Yes, and we appreciate you very much. Um, and I think that's all I had written down for people to give shout-outs to. Just we're happy to meet you guys. Yep. At any event if we're at, like if you guys ever want to come meet us, we enjoy meeting you guys. It means a lot to us, and we're very thankful for you. Made us feel like celebrities, which is weird for a couple drunks from Ohio. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Very weird. So thank you, guys. And we're going to finish this episode out. With our five-star reviews. And there's like, I think a half dozen, or I don't know. So we'll read some fun ones. Yep. So it's from O.S. Smithson, or Smithton. Smith-ton. There you go. Really enjoy the show. Especially love the one guy's speaking voice comes from the confessionals, or came from the confessionals. So basically, they, they heard us in the confessionals. And oh, came gotcha. Over. Um, great podcast. Just listen to your podcast a little bit ago. I was hooked instantly. I'm a fan of the weird, and these guys nail it. I know there's a lot of podcasts covering these same topics, but these guys have a unique outlook and ideas. And that comes from Matt X805. Oh, thank you, Matt. And then that's because we are weird. Hothead911, great podcast, fun and informed podcast. Night folks too, even with their Amish tinfoil hats. <laughs> Always a good listen. I also wonder if my lady's efforts ever got you guys hooked up with Blake's. Not yet, but we're still hopeful. Yeah, we're still trying. And this comes from exclamation, 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 star, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Great show. Entertaining and always fascinating. Keep up the great work. Oh, I still like the comment about my homage to foil at. Uh, <laughs> Ashtaman. A- Ashtaman. Nice. I really like the show. I especially like the show or the shows where Justin does biological explanations for cryptids. Science makes me listen to some episodes over again. Sweet show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, from Georgia Mama. As seen in Bob, we are all connected. You're all speaking our language, reading our minds half the time. Ooh. That's the tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. Cheddar Goblin. Great podcast. I'm gay. <laughs> and that's what he wrote. Gave us a five-star review, so there you go. Thanks, Cheddar Goblin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, from Van Meter 89, 10 stars, awesome pod, helps you get through the work day, keep it up. Oh, awesome. From Jay Hawk, Hawk, Ticks, Twix, 
funny and relaxed. Just listening to a group of friends chatting, having a cocktail, and talking about non-typical subjects. That's what we do. H. Grace's Church, or Christ Church. Amazing. This is uh, an amazing podcast that I love listening to in my free time. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bay de God. Does Indiana have their own cryptids? Mound Parks and in, in Anderson Indian, do you think giants could be buried there? But five-star review. So they asked a question. Yes. Absolutely. So sorry it took uh, since May 5th. That's okay. That's a while ago. But yeah. I, I, if I just go out there, get your shovel, wait until the middle of the night, do not start do digging. That. Start digging. Dig them up. Cryptids of the Corn podcast specifically says don't do that. Take pictures. Don't let the Smithsonian take it from you. GBABYU1812, best cryptid podcast. Jay and Justin, you are fun and exciting, or exciting cryptid journey, full of awesome content and insightful information. They have me hooked on episode one. Five stars, hands down. They squatch hard. Oh, hooked on episode one? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Gosh. <laughs> don't listen to that, anyone listening to this now. If you have not listened to episode one, don't. Ralph Mormon. Morin. Great podcast. Love or I love the podcast that takes on the strange and mysterious things in urban legends and myths. This one does that and much more. Ooh, and much more. Uh we definitely do much more. MX Sandy twelve. Awesome paranormal pod. A must for fans of the strange and unexplained. Oh, thank you. And then from all things unexplained. This is terrific. I love the art and everything Justin and Jay are doing here. So that is it for now. Thank you guys. So once again, check out our Patreon. We have all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we're adding to the tiers right now. Uh, check out Facebook. We're always doing giveaways and stuff like that and interactive stuff. Yep. Check and out Instagram, Instagram for all that fun. Um, just yeah, and check out our website, cryptidsofthecorn.com. It's great. Hand built by Justin himself. Thank you. The great and powerful so, Mr. E. As you said, I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am the grateful Jay on this. Yeah, I think so. I'm very grateful for all this, for all you guys, for all Patreons, for all reviews, for all of our website members. So thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.